Who do you want to be as a leader? What are the blind spots you're missing? If you had a magic wand and you could change anything about your workplace, what would you do with it? These are the kinds of questions we explore on Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt. I'm a keynote speaker, emotional intelligence coach, and leadership trainer who partners with executives and emerging leaders who want to achieve extraordinary results for themselves and their organizations. You're in the right place if you're ready to cultivate the self-awareness to be the leader you were born to be. Let's go on this journey together. Welcome to Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt, and we have another exciting guest. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Michele Graglia, who's a former top model and is currently one of the world's top ultra runners. Since 2011, he has competed in over 30 ultra marathons all over the world, often winning and setting course records. He set the Guinness World Record by being the first person in history to win both the hottest and coldest foot races on earth. And I think everyone is going to learn a lot from Michele. Welcome to the show. Kristen, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm so excited for people to learn more about your story because I think it's it's quite fascinating and also so much serendipity, right? I just, I, I really truly believe there are no accidents and I think so many things in your journey all happened not to you, but for you, for your growth and transformation. Um, but can you start off? So, you, you know, you're originally from Italy and at some point you left Italy and came to Miami. Can you talk to us a little about your story? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'll give you a little bit of my background. I was born and raised in Italy. Um, right after the, the study, my studies, I started working in the family business in the floral industry. Um, it was, you know, right out of school, you know, 21, 22, 23 years old. It was, it was a very exciting business. You know, I was able to travel the world, learn different languages and connect with people from, you know, pretty much anywhere from California to Japan. And so, you know, it was a very exciting time. It was very, um, very rewarding, both on a personal level and also on a financial level. And so, you know, life developed pretty much all around that. And, uh, you know, I got all my things and it was, it was all good until I felt the urge to do something on my own. You know, the, uh, the, the, the business was always, let's say, my, my family's legacy and something they created for nothing. It was absolutely inspiring for the fact they came from nothing. They were able to create something. And so out of that, you know, spark, I was always, I always felt the need to, to develop something more beyond that and not just take what they created and make it my own. So, you know, um, by chance, I decided to take a plane and land in Miami. Uh, at the time, that was our main port of entry. And, um, and so I decided to spend a little period of time, perhaps six months to a year to improve the language, develop the business and even, even open up a branch. But, um, you know, one of those sliding doors type of situation, I found myself in the right place at the right time. And I was uh, first week I was in South Beach, I uh, was still strolling down Ocean Drive looking for apartments. Mind at the time I was still crashing on a friend's couch and um, I got I got caught by a thunderstorm, dove the first spot across the street. And right there, right then I met this this lady which happened to be um, the director of one of the most famous modeling agencies in the world. 
And, you know, one thing led to another that that day, you know, she invited me to her office and I walked out with a contract in hand that literally changed my life completely. Um, you know, I was thrown into this industry that, you know, for a, I was 24 years old at the time, coming from a small town in the inland of Italy, that was almost like a dream come true, you know, getting scouted uh, right there and, you know, right up right in that spot everything changes you know my whole life direction changed and so you know i rode that wave i started started working at a very very good clip i started getting introduced to the whole lifestyle that comes with it you know especially in miami the whole party lifestyle and you know introduced to the socialite and celebrities and and everything that comes with it and, you know, it was fun. It was absolutely a blast. It felt like the king of the world. Everything was handed out, everything, you know, everybody wanted you, everybody, you know, it was, it was a very, very, almost like a movie-like type of scenario, you know? Um, and, and I wrote that for a while until I came to, to somewhat of, I had, I had a couple of breaking points, let's say. Initially became, um, you know, the weight of the lifestyle started to, to really weigh on me. Because, of course, you know, the whole, con the whole thing of sex, drugs, and rock and roll is fun up to a certain point. But then, you know, when you start losing control, it really starts spiraling down and becomes a very negative uh, influence in everything that you do in everyday life. Um, that was, you know, that was one of the, the initial uh, crisis, let's say that I started to acknowledge in the fact that I couldn't sustain that pace, that I couldn't sustain that lifestyle. Uh, I was unhealthy, both physically and mentally. And so, you know, thankfully my career was, was going great. And so along with that, I, did, I made the decision to move to New York to kind of get away from that. And also, you know, in a way, kind of empower myself to be in the in, in the in the biggest market and allow myself to tap into the biggest clients both you know on an editorial level um you know magazines clients photographers that's where you need to be so that was a good transition but along with that came a massive personal crisis so the you know even if i moved away from that uh that detrimental lifestyle my personal crisis was still very much in place. Um, and until I came to a, to a very, very, uh, I would say probably the most critical time in my life where I, I came to confront myself in a way. And I came to, to this realization sitting outside the windowsill of a 15 floor apartment building uh, right in the tip of a battery park, the tip of Manhattan. I, um, you know, I came back home late at night after yet another party uh, filled with celebrities and bottles and everything that comes with it. And, um, you know, in a great moment of silence and introspections, I sat out there. You know, it's always hard talking about suicide or, or contemplating suicide. But when you start to confront yourself and uh, your existence, really, what are you doing, who you are and what direction you're taking in life it's it really becomes real and that morning it was almost like you know that it was at a crack of dawn really it was almost like it's an alarm rang, rang for me it was like you know 
you you need to make a change or this is it you know there's no you know, the the amazing thing is that I, that I acknowledge is the fact that i i have reached the the bottom of the pit and there was only one way out <laughs> it was either ending it there or i had to look up and and climb back up for myself really and that morning you know thanks to the love that I felt from my family and the friends that I had around, I, I came to the realization that even if I was in this, the most critical time in my life, absolutely dissatisfied, couldn't find purpose, couldn't find fulfillment in what I was doing, I, you know, I realized that I was still 27 years old. And not that it matters, because we are always in time at any stage in our lives, but specifically for me at that moment, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I can't change my life another 10 times if I want to. And so like I did before, you know, moving from Italy, starting this new career, eventually finding myself in that, at that point, I realized that all I needed to do was uh, make a conscious decision and work towards whichever direction I wanted to. So that, you know, that morning, I, I, I was pretty much committed to, to make a change even though I didn't know what it was yet, but I knew that there was a possibility. And so, you know, I walked back, literally stepped back into my senses, came back to my senses, and, um, and I began doing tons of research. I started reading tons and tons of books. I have piles of books of any sort, you know, from, from everything that I thought could help me pick myself back up. And here I'm talking about, you know, of course, I was very much drawn to adventure and exploration that kind of gave me a breath of fresh air, but also started digging into, you know, uh, motivational coaches and, uh, you know, leadership uh, coaches and everything that kind of that would empower me to not feel um, like a victim by knowing that I had my destiny in my hands that I could do, you know, it's a, it was an empty canvas. I do whatever I could could have done whatever I wanted. And, you know, following that, that belief, kind of like the, the American spirit, let's say that, you know, if you work hard, you can do, you can achieve whatever you set out to. I believed it. And, you know, I, I really started digging into it. And, um, you know, one thing led to another for a long period of time, I'm talking about over a year, I was still, of course, modeling. But at the time, I was picking my nose in everything that could kind of was attracting me. And it was drifting more and more towards adventure and exploration until Christmas time 2010. I landed in this, I stumbled upon this book called Ultra Marathon Man by Dean Karnazes. And, uh, you know, that book not only changed my life, but it really saved it. And, you know, fast forward 11 years later, we're here talking. Wow. Of course, I want to take you in so many directions. We could have like a three-hour conversation because right. there's, so much, there's so much richness there. Um, so a couple of things, you know, an observation, it's interesting. And, and, and people might not be thinking themselves that like, yeah, it might not be the model world, world for them, but there is this belief that you'll somehow get to this place, right? Same thing with La La Land. You'll get the money, you'll get the things, you'll get the friends, you'll get to party. And then you get there. And then all of a sudden there's this emptiness there because it's not what you thought it was going to be. Um, so, I, I mean, that's one thing I want to reflect in, in that observation, but I also think what's really cool is it's a reminder for everybody that's listening right now. It's so much about the mindset. Like our brain is so powerful because 
in that moment when people are at that place and their body is getting their attention, everything in them are like, no, 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 no. This isn't the right path. There's a different path. It can feel like in that moment, but there's nothing you can do. There's this stuckness that feels like it's always going to be like this. And it's what I hear you had was that shift where you recognize, oh no, like every moment I am making all the choices to decide and be wherever I am. And so you, you had that shift and recognize, oh, it's time for a new pathway. That's absolutely right. You know, it's, it's uh, what you said at the beginning is, is, is very fitting for the fact that, you know, we, I think from a very young age, we all instill that sense that we need to achieve success and for success, I mean, you know, social status, um, financial, you know, financial, all of that, you know, you got to make money, you got to have fancy things, because only then you'll be happy. But the realization of most people is that once you get there, that's not the answer. Because, yeah, you know, of course, it'll be naive that money doesn't serve a good purpose in life, because, of course, it's good to have, you know, uh, financial freedom to do what we want to do. But it is not, you know, the, that should be the outcome of doing something more meaningful for ourselves and for those around us that will give us meaning, will give our life meaning, purpose, and not, again, not being based on the financial reward, but seeing the financial reward just as a result of, of your good work. And so that, you know, getting there at that point was, was absolutely a face plant. You know, it was almost like getting punched in the mouth. It's like, you know, I, I worked hard. I worked so hard to get to this point. Cause you know, of course modeling, you have to have certain assets that you're on your side to be, to have access to it, but it's not an easy ride. You know, you have to work hard. You have to be absolutely professional to be able to tap at the high, you know, at the high level, of course, you know, you can work for, you know, there's a lot of models nowadays, <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, working for the biggest names and working at the highest level, it requires, just like every other career, it requires absolute dedication. Yeah. And so, you know, I got to the point following the dream, following the path and realizing that it left me absolutely empty, as you said. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was the, the relationships in there uh, was very, you know, very shallow. The, 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 the whole system was just absolutely crushing me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it, I think it's, it, it comes down to each and every single experience, of course. But in my personal, in my personal experience, it really, it really, um, it really came to a point where there was no other way. There was no other way. Like I, I, I had to make a change, as I said, you know, it didn't matter how fancy, how glamorous, how, how cool I might've looked in the face of, you know, in the, in other people's eyes or opinions. Cause of course, you know, once I decided to, to make it, to make that step and for whatever reason, decided to pursue ultra running, you know, there were a lot of doubts. There was a lot of people saying, why would you even think about doing that? You know, you have, you have everything you want. You're living the life that most people want. But in the end, you know, if you don't find, and I keep on repeating, you know, purpose or fulfillment, contentment even, it doesn't make any, you know, it makes no sense. You can have all the money in the world and you'll still be miserable. Yeah. 
And yeah. so I left, left all of that behind to pursue this nonsense career <laughs> <laughs> that eventually after many, many years of work brought me to the point that I, that I dreamt at the beginning. Yeah. And I love what, what you're saying with that too, it is, I think it's also this philosophy of more, 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 right? Like it's not even just the actual money. Like if I get this, if I have more friends, if I have more celebrity, if more people know who I am, more yeah. status, more, 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 there's this conditioning we have because we get it from culture that tells us right. when we receive- never, you're never satisfied, right? You're not. Cause it's always yeah. feels like, and so what I hear happened for you is you thou took a step back and went on an inward journey. And this was more of a soul-based journey. And then, so, so tell me more. So now you, you read the yes. book, you start to ultra, um, ultra marathons. I, I mean, let's also step back for a second. You are someone, and I, th- I love how you said that because I think this with so many professions, there can be so many misperceptions, right? Like, oh, acting, it's so easy or modeling is so easy. And again, I always say, oh, you should go do that job for like Bye. one day and see if you feel the same way. You yeah. had to be training your body. You had to be your, you had to have a certain weight. You could only eat certain foods. Like it was a very, very rigid structured schedule. So it I is. see you already are someone who takes good care of your body from a health perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it definitely switched, you know, the whole thing kind of switched to a more, uh, you know, taking care of more of the nutrition rather than just starving before, <laughs> uh, you know, the, it was, but either way, it was, a, even back when I was mommy, it was very much a regimented lifestyle. So that requires a lot of, um, you know, a lot of care, a lot of commitment. Because, uh, you know, when you're hungry, you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not supposed to eat, you're not going to eat. Yeah. And so, you know, and uh, everyday training and uh, professionalism, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and being a model, it's not just about standing in front of the camera, but it's about knowing how to move. So all of these things kind of came into play. But, you know, the, the one thing that trying to reconnect to, to what we were saying, you know, to me at that point was, was a matter of kind of digging in and kind of take that introspective journey to, to see what called me really. Yeah. You know, I came from business and I knew that I always, that could always fold it back on that. But as I said before, you know, that was, that's always been my father's legacy, my family's legacy. And, yeah. and, uh, and for as great as it was as an experience, as an opportunity of growth, I just never felt in my own. So very much at that point, I started digging in and kind of reconnecting to, to my roots. You know, I was very much privileged uh, from a very young age to be introduced to, to the beautiful nature that we had around. You know, we, we lived by the Mediterranean Sea, but we also had the great opportunity to uh, ski the Alps in the winter, hike the Dolomites in the summer, because everything was, was right there, was so close, and we had access to it. And, you know, I started developing this great sense of appreciation and respect for nature. And in that moment, especially living in that concrete jungle of New York, it was almost like the call of the wild was getting louder and louder. So as I said, you know, I started really getting into this, all these adventure stories from high mountain climbers, big river swimmers, ocean rowers, all of that, everything was great, great and exciting, but nothing really spoke to me until I discovered ultra running. You know, it was a world that I didn't even know existed at that point. And you were talking just over a decade ago. Yeah. You know, we all know marathons, but at the time I didn't know what ultras were. I didn't know what this concept of beyond running, ultra running, right? 
And so this, this whole thing kind of swept me off my feet and it was so, and so fascinating, so inspiring that I was like, you know what? I love running, but I, I want to be part of this. I want to understand what this concept going beyond means. So bought a pair of shoes that are running laps in Central Park five months later, not even, I told the line to my first race, which happened to be a hundred miler. So I jumped, uh, you know, I jumped 10 steps ahead. I skipped all the middle distances. I went for the queen of distances. And uh, just because I was so curious, I, wanted, I was so uh, committed to give it a try that I'm like, you know, I know marathons are absolutely uh, demanding and a great challenge, but and 50, 50 milers are absolutely challenging, but I want to know what he's talking about. I want to, I want to experience for myself this, you know, this, this transcend, almost, almost like a transcendental experience of going beyond your physicality, you know, destroying the barriers of the mind to discover yourself. And it's almost like a meditative experience. It's a spiritual, it's very much like a spiritual journey. And I can tell you that now that I kind of experienced it more and more and I kind of navigate that better. So back then I just showed up, you know, handheld, you know, in my hand, a bottle in hand, short shorts, no shirt, down in the tropics, 100 degrees, 100% humidity down in, down in South Florida. And, you know, I started out this race with great, uh, great high hopes until, you know, everything fell apart. I passed out cold, mile 84. They took me out on an ambulance. And, you know, this is a funny story. I remember sitting out there, um, with an ambulance door open, the IV in my arm, and my my family, which came to crew for me from uh, from Italy, they were all crying outside the ambulance, begging me to never do it again, and that's how it started. <laughs> <laughs> so, so help me understand, because I love it. Like you know, for many people listening, forty two uh, miles in a marathon feels like a huge endeavor, and here we have you doing a hundred. 42 kilometers. This is 160 kilometers. kilometers. Yeah. Kilometers. Wow. So, so help me understand. So let's just start off with what was the lesson for you after that one? So you got to the point, so your family's like, don't ever do this again. And like, oh, I can't wait to do this again. (laughs) So uh, two very contrasting experiences. What happened for you after that moment? So you, you could go in the ambulance 85, you almost, I mean, you did 85 even, which is crazy. Like you're able to do that what what was the learning what was the what was your soul telling you after you had that experience well you know the the one fact one thing that gave me great courage and hope was the fact that when i passed out i was in first place and you know it was quite uh quite incredible to me to see that with that very little preparation with that very little knowledge i was able to achieve that uh, so it was a failure for sure, but, you know, I, I have never really seen failures as, as me being a failure, simply it's a, it's a, you know, it's a false step on the way to achieving something greater. And most often they become the greatest lessons. And so to me, at that point, I took that lesson and I understood what I needed to do, or at least I understood that there was a lot more work that I needed to do to perfect the art, the craft, and allow and set myself up for, for success. 
what I needed to do was, of course, more preparation, not necessarily physical, more on a mental side, but also more attention to the nutrition, to the hydration, to all the little, to the self-management self and care that comes, you know, when you tackle such hardest endeavors. And so, you know, with that understanding, I started developing myself. I started studying more. I started taking, you know, I started uh, getting, uh, taking certifications uh, through the USA track and field. I became a running coach. I became a sports nutritionist. I became a personal trainer. I started really like checking all the boxes that I could to perfect the craft and understand the physiology so that the next time, you know, I told the line and that was about six months later, um, you know, I kind of dropped down the target. I was like, okay, maybe let's go with a 50 miler so that I know I can manage it. You know, I won that race and that gave me a great boost of confidence. So I was like, all right, you know, if I, if I keep on going down this road, I can probably be good at it. Third race, won that race again. Fourth race, won that race again. And I was like, all right, here, you know, I don't want to say I'm on a streak, but I'm definitely picking up momentum and understanding more and more what I need to do. And so, you know, the process, of course, is never ending. I mean, I'm still working on it nowadays. I'm 10 years later. I'm still finding out stuff that I can develop better. I'm still finding out things that I could have done better. I still have things that I haven't found out that I know that will allow me to be, uh, you know, always, almost, it's almost a, a constant work of progress. Work of, uh, sorry. Work in progress. Yes, That's I say right. that work all the time. Progress. Work yes, in progress. Yes. Yes. It's a constant development, you know, personal growth and, and self-development at every level. Yeah. So I find that to be very purposeful. It's absolutely an exciting process because you never perfect the art. You never perfect the craft. Doesn't matter how good you are, there's always room for more. And so to me, that kind of became a self-propelling task that never ends. It's a constant work. It's a constant development. And that is, that gave me purpose because every morning I get up with one goal in mind and I know what I need to do. Yeah, I, I love what you said there too, because one of my lines I use all the time is, is progress over perfection, right? Because how often do people hold themselves back because they want that perfection? And first of all, it's unachievable. You're never going to get to perfection. And why would you want to, right? You're always growing and progressing and evolving. And that would be the end of the road. It would, right? I said, that's, I said, you're never done learning till the day you die. Like there's always going to be something else. And how beautiful is that? Our life would that be is, so boring if we didn't. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so talk to me around, there's a, I hear as you're talking through this, even when you're recognizing all the different things you have to do for training, there's such a mindset shift there. There's a, and even I, I love it in your book, which I highly recommend the book. It's um, wonderful called Ultra. Um, even in the book you were mentioning before you get into a race that you don't have people around you and because you have to get into that mental state. Um, so I think there's so many things that translate to what you're experiencing in ultra marathon that for everybody here, ultra marathon's not necessarily going to be their thing, but it's around recognizing your limitations. So what have you started to learn about the mind and how we can be setting limits? Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a most fascinating, fascinating concept. 
you know, not taking the limitations that we're presented with. Because of course, you know, from a very young age, we're put in boxes. We're told what we can do, we're told what we cannot do because it's never been done before. You cannot, you know, you have to walk in between the lines and scratch all of that. That's all BS in my opinion. <laughs> it's the wonderful journey that we have and that we call life is, is, is our own and each and every experience is different. And we have the, the opportunity, the wonderful opportunity to venture out there, whichever endeavor we're doing and carve our path, carve our very much, you know, discover our own limitations. But you will never be able to do that, to experience that if you don't actually step outside your comfort zone. So you do need to get in a place where there is uncertainty. You need to get a place where there is pain. You need to get to that place where there is discomfort because only at that point you'll discover your strengths, your resilience, and your abilities to actually go past those perceived limitations and see for yourself how far you can actually go. And here I'm talking about how far, but how far, not necessarily in terms of miles, but how far in terms of setting up that business, developing your career. Here he can, you know, he transcends the discipline. He becomes a lesson that, that, can go, that can be applied to any endeavor in life, even relationships, if you will. And so, you know, that to me is, is an absolute privilege to be in this position where, you know, there is no, nothing is taken for granted. Nothing is accepted for what it is until I experience it for myself. And what I realize in the process is that we're all capable of a lot more than what we think we can. So we need to stop holding ourselves back. And here I link up to what you said about, you know, being around people or actually not being around people. I think growth happens in solitude. I think ideas and creativity gets developed when you are when you allow yourself to disconnect from the outside influences, connect within and listen to your own voice. Because let's be, you know, let's start, let's be real. You know, in everyday life, we very seldomly allow ourselves to do that. Because from the moment we wake up, we have emails, we have our partners, we have our friends, we have our colleagues, we have our boss, we have this, we have that, we have uh, radios, we have news, we have bombarded, we have social media, which is terrifying at the time, at this time. We are bombarded by outside influences and we don't realize that our focus, our energy is always going outward. We never really take the time to sit down and switch the focus inward because it's only listening to that inner voice that you can truly tap into what you need to do and what it is that you want to do for yourself and how, and you discover how to achieve it. Ah. Uh. I relate to this a hundred percent. I, with so many of the leaders I, I talk with, it's helping them to understand and give themselves the gift and commit to creating that spaciousness. Yes. And I was going to ask you this question and you started to answer it, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it as well is so often the, the pushback I get is I don't have the time. And I say, oh, interesting. You don't have the time. So <laughs> we're going to start doing time tracking and see where right. you're spending your time. And, and they see like so often it, 
like sometimes hours talking about social media hours, Mm -hmm. because what they're actually doing, instead of taking the action, they're avoiding taking action and they're scrolling through social media because emotions are coming up for them. And the emotions are showing up is this doesn't feel good. I want to do something to challenge myself and get outside my comfort zone, Mm, but that's a little bit uncomfortable. So I don't want to be in that discomfort. So I'm just going to stay here and scroll where it's nice, going to keep me nice and safe. And I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to think about it. Right. Yes. Right. Right. It is, it is, it is a, it is a trick. It is a trap. It is a cage. You know, we fall into, unfortunately, comfort is, you know, is, is the, I think is the greatest drug of our times is the worst drug of our times. You know, we are, we are so involved into this, I would say false sense of securities too, that we, we don't feel like perhaps we don't need to even not just that we, we cannot, but maybe we don't need to, to put ourselves out there and challenge ourselves, and, you know, be uncomfortable and confront our insecurities. Um, you know, all of these things require a great deal of um, self-control. And I think, and I think also commitment and dedication to be developed. Um, you know, I think that I often talk about this, uh, you know, I've been a yoga teacher for, for, for a long time. Um, and this also allowed me to kind of perfect this mindset uh, or I wouldn't say perfect, develop <laughs> the mindset. But um, I absolutely recognize the power of meditation to be absolutely worthwhile for everyone to, exp- to explore. You know, of course, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, you're not going to sit down the first time and understand meditation and come out being enlightened and know exactly what you're going to need to do in life and what you are and who you are and all of these things. But it, it's going to, you know, even just starting out, sitting down for 15 minutes, your eyes closed and just beginning to tap into that. Cause you, you know, the first time you sit down, you're going to be bombarded by thoughts and that's always the major problem. You know, we, we, recognize our thoughts as who we are we can identify with our thoughts and i think there's nothing more wrong than that you know we are not our thoughts our thoughts are just like clouds in the sky they come and they go they absolutely interfere with our decisions and that's the problem but they do not you know we are not our thoughts we are something much higher than that and it's only when you begin to acknowledge those thoughts and quiet down the mind that you begin to connect with your inner self. And that's when the pull to do something greater comes. I think it's absolutely necessary for everyone at every level to do that for the reason that, you know, we live in a society that is absolutely ego-driven and the ego comes from the mind. The mind, every time we do something, it's always about either gain or security. And that's, that's a trick. That's a trick that keeps us caged in our, you know, that doesn't allow us to experience life at the highest level, in my opinion, at a higher level, at least. And because, you know, talking about in a more relatable uh, sense, think about business. If we talk about coming from an egotistical mind, you develop a business because you want to make money. That's as simple as that. Most of the time. That is fine, you know, that is fine. As we said before, money is great. Financial freedom is absolutely awesome. But I think that if we all allow to develop our, our heart, our soul, our spirit, whatever we want to call our higher self, 
we begin to also open up to a more loving and kind version of ourselves. Here I'm talking about different concepts. Stop me if I'm going off road. Oh, this is, we talk this language on this the, podcast. Perfect. What I think is the, I think is going to be the biggest hurdle of our generation and the generations to come is not necessarily just work to work and make money, but work to be a service, a, gr- a higher purpose in life, being a service, being of help of people around us. So the, the, the here again, if you come from the heart, you're going to be developing something to help other people around. And if the service is worthwhile and good enough, then eventually the financial return will come and it will give you that freedom that you're looking for. So it's, it's very much a, it's the seed that is different. You know, the direction, the help, the, the work is always going to be there. The, the self-development, the physical and the mental is going to be there, but the, the, there's a switch almost like a perspective switch that, that we're taking. And here, you know, it brings me back, it circles back to what I do. And you tell me, okay, so what do you do that is a service of others? And when you're running by yourself in the middle of the desert up on a mountain ridge. And, in, and the answer is, the, is that I think at this point, being in this position and being imposing of, of inspiration for others, knowing that, even in your darkest time, you can climb back up. You can still, at any time in your life, doesn't matter how good or bad, doesn't matter the circumstances, you can still pick yourself up. You can still develop yourself and you can still live a life worth living. And this is because right from the get-go, right from the moment that I read that book, I acknowledge how powerful inspiration is. Because again, that book not only changed my life, but it actually saved it. So beautiful. And and that's why this podcast is called inspirational leadership from that same perspective, because so a couple of things with what you just said. Um, I love that. Like people through them seeing you and what you're doing and what's possible, they recognize in themselves what's possible. And then the other, what I heard you saying, and, and we talk a lot about that in this podcast as well, is what it looks like to drop down from your head to your heart. And it doesn't mean your head's going anywhere. It's still head and heart. But when you start to come from head and heart, And this is my longing for all of the world, because that's what I think it looks like to raise consciousness. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) When we raise consciousness, that's what it's all about. Yeah. We have humans operating from that place and it's always looking for how can I contribute? How can I be of service? How can I be my higher self and come from that place? And guess what? Everyone listening, that's when you feel most connected to you, to yourself and the people around you. It's this beautiful energy that you put out and comes right back to you. I'm telling you, you all want this. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. all want it's, this. It's, 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 it's there. It's the cherry on top, you know, it's, and you hit the right notes. I mean, it's really about, really about raising your awareness, your consciousness, your, your, your understanding of who we are, you know, because developing the, the connection within yourself as you said, will allow also to develop the connection all around. And the energy that you put out, it always comes back 10 times fold. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could keep talking for hours and hours about this, but I think it's, you know, it's absolutely uh, worthwhile to share this, absolutely necessary to, to, to share this message because as I said, this is gonna be the hurdle of our generation. You know, we see all these businesses doing work for, for just you know financial gains destroying the world and taking advantage of people 
but we don't realize that we all connected. We all one, we all the same. And so, you know, damaging not just, and I'm talking about not just as human beings, but the whole world, the, the, we're all one energy and, you know, this, destroying our planet, destroying our people, destroying different, I mean, it's absolutely terrifying. And this is raising the consciousness is the only way doesn't matter the political decisions, the economical decisions. It comes down to the singularity, to the singular person to develop their personal consciousness to be able to contribute at the highest level. And that's the only way, in my opinion, that we can make the, better, the world a better place. It is. It's what the world needs so, so badly. And um, I love what you're doing and the message that you're getting out. And again, I recommend to everybody to read Ultra because you'll hear more of Michele's story. And um, it, it, it's incredible and it's poignant, right? It's you'll through your story. I think people will recognize themselves. They don't have to be in the same situation. No, they might not. Have, <laughs> they might not have got to, to be a supermodel, miles. right? <laughs> but it's all. It doesn't matter. It's it's the for some it's it's climbing the corporate ladder and feeling that they're going to get to a place and then they get there and they wonder what's going on. This isn't what I was promised. Like there was a pack of lies that were sent to me and I don't like what's happening here. Right. It's so it's recognizing that, um, there there's, it's never too late, right? Any moment right now you're listening to this podcast, take a step back and commit to creating more space in your life to have reflection and ask yourself these questions, experiment with meditation. But like McKelly was saying, it doesn't just going for a walk in nature and just being outside. I talk a lot about being, just being instead of doing and reconnecting. We're speaking the same language. <laughs> and you're putting much better words than I am. <laughs> oh, no, you are. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I you know, I, I couldn't, I, I mean, I've been agreeing with you this whole call. I think we're, very, as I said, we're speaking the same language. It's really about, you know, we're human beings, no human doings. We are not need to just do, do, do all the time. We need, we need that time to simply, to simply be, yeah. to disconnect from everything outside. Because it doesn't matter if it's positive, negative, all the outside influences are still clouds in your sky. Yeah. And you can only, you know, circling back to what you were saying before races, I start, I try to, you know, I, I take a step back and disconnect from everybody and take two, three, four days where I try not to see anyone just because every single opinion, even if you put it aside and you don't agree with it, it's still a seed in your, in your mind. And it's always going to weigh you down in a way or another. So we need to experience that simple play that place of purity where we are connected within and we begin to bring that energy from within and not from the egotistical mind you know uh, i i kind of missed the 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 cue because you were you were saying something great i didn't want to to, to stop you there but you know of course the mind is always going to be there because that's that's part of you know that's what processes our thoughts that's what actually makes the decisions to the physical to take actions but you know there's a great um buddhist saying that says the mind is a great servant but a terrible master and here again it connects to what you were saying for the fact that if you allow yourself to come from a place of purity and heart the spirit the soul 
you can use the mind as a tool to achieve anything in life. But if you allow the mind to make the decision, the egotistical mind, it's always going to take the easy way out. It's always going to find, it's always going to search for the comfort zone. It's always going to search for that security. And one thing we need to understand, and we probably kind of did in this past year and a half, we have control over nothing. So coming from a place of flow rather than a place of resistance will allow you to truly experience life at the highest level, be able to develop yourself at the highest level and be able to contribute at the highest level. Mm. Oh, I love that. I was going to ask you for, as we start to wrap up for your final thought, but I, I almost feel like I want that to be your final thought. Because it's <laughs> such a poignant, it's a, such a, a beautiful reminder of what's possible and what it looks like to, to work with your mind and, and go into that ease and flow. Um, but I'll still give you an opportunity if you want to leave final thoughts perhaps even what you've learned from these races that you've won. I mean, you've done these amazing things that nobody else in the world has done um, with the, with the, the hottest and, and coldest um, in the world and, and won them. Maybe that's where you want to go, but I don't want to tell you where to go. You get to go. If you want to leave your final thoughts. In yes. Of, um, well, the, you know, the one thing that I would like to, to share with, with, the, with your, with the audience is that, it is absolutely necessary to take, to step outside the comfort of our castle. It, it is absolutely necessary to take the risk, uh, perhaps even fail, but have the courage to rise back again, overcoming all the fears, because of course fear is always gonna be there, self-doubt, but we need to overcome that. It's, as I said before, it is absolutely necessary. In every step that we make, in the unknown, in uncharted territory, we can, and here, as I said before, it can be developing a business, it can be a career, it can be a, a relationship, it can be running, climbing, biking, any real, any endeavor in life. It's only then, the, stepping in the unknown, that we discover our strengths and our perseverance to reach the dreams that we set for ourselves. It is in the process of growth that we realize that we are all, that we're all much more capable of what we think we we are just and it's just in this way that we evolve and and push towards an always better version of ourselves and more conscious and more content and i would say grateful self so here is is you know as an invitation to to all of you in any direction you you want to pursue in life don't be afraid to fail don't be afraid to venture beyond your perceived limitation. Take the step and allow yourself to live a wonderful life. Hmm. Thank you so much for being here, Michele. Where can people learn more about you and get your book? Where's the best place to send them? Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty much on every uh, social media platform, but the, most, the one that I'm most active is Instagram. And you can find me at... Miki, M-I-C-K-Y, and my last name, Gralia, G-R-A-G-L-I-A, and or on my website, um, michelegralia.com. Uh, the book is, can be accessed from my website or simply on Amazon. It can be delivered pretty much worldwide right now. Amazing. And I'll have all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. It's today. been a wonderful pleasure. Thank you so much, Kristen.
And everyone, wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We're sending you lots of love. Bye-bye. Please remember that meaningful change requires space and grace. Practice self-compassion and become the ripple. As you transform yourself, you transform your workplace and the people around you.